This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Welcome everyone. My name is Gabby and I've been in Shofar Church for quite a while now, since I was a student. Um, and came back in 2018 as a young working. I'm working currently at the university. And today I'm just going to share what's on my heart with regards to the God Encounters series that we are doing at the moment. Um, but before we start, I'm just going to open up in prayer. Yeah, thank you, Father God, just for today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can invite you into this place, Lord, and in our homes, Father, that we can encounter you, Lord. And may your Holy Spirit lead us. May your Holy Spirit open our eyes and our hearts to receive what is on your heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. So how many of you ever experienced a wow moment or like an awe moment when you see a chemistry trick occur or a magic trick? You're such an awe of when something changes in that chemistry um, formula that occurs where you see something change in color or a magic trick where something just disappears. Um, you're almost in awe and wonder in that particular moment. It's quite exciting when it occurs. It's provoking. And um, you just kind of question yourself, like, how did that just take place? But the only thing, it only provokes an emotion and leaves you off with a memory uh, after the event. But the thing is, when you truly encounter God, something changes within you. Um, it's almost like a aha moment. It's like the penny just dropped. It doesn't just provoke an emotion, but it transforms your heart within you when you encounter God. Um, and it's not just another emotional provoking event like the chemistry trick or a magic trick. So I'm going to just reveal a little bit of scripture about God encounters and give some practical insights around God encounters of how to experience that um, and trust the Lord that would lead us uh, in our lives to, to encounter him, not to only have an or moment, but be transformed by it. So I'm going to uh, cover the story about uh, Joshua a little bit, where Moses was first chosen to, to lead the people out into the promised land and Moses has died and Joshua gets summoned next to take over. And um, in this time, Joshua is in intimacy with God and he encounters God um, as God speaks to him. And God instructs Joshua to lead the people into the promised land because he's the next one to help lead them. So in Joshua 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 5 to 6, it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall call this people to inherit the land I saw to your fathers to give them. And here he encounters God in that moment as God tells him, okay, I'm going to summon you uh, to help lead the people to, to the inherit land that God um, has promised them. And Joshua was attentive to listening to God's instruction. And he was bold in that moment um, to follow through for what, what God said to him in his encounter with God. So then God instructs Joshua 
to with specific instruction to lead the people out in the promised land. So Joshua sends his spies out to scout the land, um, comes back, and as the spies come back to Joshua, um, they say to Joshua um, in, in Joshua 2, chapter 24, Truly the Lord has given all the land into our hands, and also all the inha- inhabitants of the land melt away because of us. And Later on, Joshua goes to prepare the people and he tells the people in chapter 3, verse 5, I'm forwarding a little bit in the, in the story because we don't have time to go through the full story, but I want to encourage you to read it. Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And now just imagine in your mind this wrestle of Moses, uh, the man that's leading the people into the promised land. They have not yet gone into the promised land. And now there's this new leader, Joshua, that's going to lead them. Um, so how do these people gain confidence in Joshua? And, and God gives him the promise um, to say he will lead him. And Joshua prepares the people, says, consecrate yourself, okay? And the Lord will do wonders among you. And then the Lord instructed Joshua in verse 7 in chapter 3. He says, today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel that they may know that I was with Moses and so I will be with you. And that's the thing about when we encounter God, the people did not know what the wonder was going to be just yet, but it was to use that moment so that they will know who God is and that God is still in control and that God is still faithful to his promises. And, and obviously, we all know the story very well. They enter into the Jordan. The Jordan dries up. And in this process, God instructs Joshua again. So Joshua is super attentive and he's encountering God the whole time. But yet the people have not encountered God because the wonder was still going to occur. The miracle was still going still to occur. And when the miracle occurred, um, God tells Joshua to take our 12 stones within the river to represent each tribe um, in that time and to have a memorial of what just happened, that God is still faithful and he's leading them into the promised land and he just performed this miracle and the memorial is there to help remind people that God is still faithful. And in Joshua chapter 4, verse 21 to 24, he actually, um, in the scripture, it actually reveals what the purpose of those stones were. And in verse 21 in chapter 4, it says, And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over the Jordan on dry ground for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that you may fear the Lord your God forever. And just as these stones are a memorial Um, in that time of God's mighty hand at work and the encounter that they had to realize God is still in control because he dried up the Jordan, so is your testimony. Your testimony is your memorial of reminding yourself of the encounters that you've had with God 
um, and those memorials are so important because when you encounter God, as the scripture reveals that so that the people may know God, when you encounter God is you really know, you really know for sure. It's not a thing of you just think about it. You know that you can't live the same way and something needs to change. It, it, it evokes an emotion, but not just emotion. It's emotion that leads you to action. It's an eye opener. It's kind of like standing in front of a window and then you open the curtains. And as you open the curtains, you get to see what is on the other side of the window, that you get to see the beautiful view outside the house. That whatever you encounter God about, it creates a sense within you that you want to do something about it. It's not a thing of just, we are experiencing the awe or the wow moment of the chemistry trick or the magic trick, but it really leads you to reaction. It's not just a memory, it's a change within you. It also brings, of no, um, brings about a greater understanding of God's character and who He is. So we truly know God for who He is, and it's not just the thing of what I think who God is or what we perceive who God is, but we really truly know Him. So what happens when you encounter God? It stirs up your faith. Um, it increases your confidence and boldness, which is so evident in Joshua's life. Like he was confident to fulfill um, the instructions God gave on his life. And it drives you to action to either build up God's kingdom or drives you to action in repentance so that your heart can be transformed completely. And why do I say this is that if we look at even the book of Acts, uh, where Jesus um, promised his disciples before that there will be something greater to come. And that was the Holy Spirit that he was referring. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 3 to 5, I'm just going to quickly read that. It says, he presented himself alive to them after the suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during the 40 days, speaking about the kingdom of God. So Jesus came, appeared alive to them under many occasions so that they could encounter him after his resurrection. Um, and then it carries on saying, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to, to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So God, uh, so Jesus um, gave them a promise that the Holy Spirit will come and I'm going to give a bit of background information because just after this is that event that we're all familiar with where um, they're, the apostles in the upper room and the Holy Spirit falls upon them and they're all speaking in tongues in foreign languages. And it's it was not possible for them to be speaking um, in these foreign languages, but not only to speak in the foreign language, but to also understand each other in that particular moment so there was like this miraculous encounter with the holy spirit and god in that moment with all these foreigners that came into the upper room and acts chapter 2 verse 12 to 13 um it says and all were amazed and perplexed saying to one another what does this mean but others were mocking they were filled with wine so yeah you can see there's a clear distinction where some people encountered the holy spirit and god in that moment where they were amazed and perplexed had an all wow moments and some didn't some were just almost mocking that event and saying but they were filled with new wine 
And just directly after that, Peter comes and delivers a message about Jesus to reveal why this is occurring. And he reveals in short, in summary, I don't have all the time to go through all the scriptures I would love to, but I want to encourage you to read Acts chapter 2, is um, he reveals how Jesus fulfilled the promises he gave them previously. Uh, Jesus did mention that he's going to be taken away and then he will resurrect three days later. And um, he shares this message about Jesus. And why I'm saying this is that as Peter shares the message about Jesus in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, there was a response of the people because as he was sharing about Jesus, the people were having an encounter with God, with a message that was said about Jesus. And their response was in verse 37 in chapter 2. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter, to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And do you see where I'm coming through with this is that when we encounter God, it will either lead to reaction. And this is purely what happened in this moment. Peter comes and he shares and explains to them um, this experience that they've had um, is from the Holy Spirit. And um, this is expected because Jesus, uh, he, he said that it was going to happen and now it's happened. And that led them to the response of, what shall we do? We want to do something about it. Um, and he tells them, repent. But what can we do to have more encounters with God that it would lead us to action? So just some of the pointers I want to share with you out of um, just my life and what I've seen in scriptures is one is to increase your intimacy with God. Your time spent with God should be quality over quantity to really connect with God. It's not about just getting the clock to tick away in your quiet time and say, cool, you've done 20 minutes but really to, to be intimate with God and intentional. And we see this in scripture where even Jesus himself um, in, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35 to 39, um, it starts off, and raising very early in the morning, this is referring to Jesus now, and raising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. So here we can see even Jesus often went to the desolate place to be with God, to pray, to be intimate with God. And every time he went to the desolate place, there was something that followed after that. And God used Jesus to go out so that people could encounter um, God in those moments through the miracles, um, through his preaching, um, to have God encounters. And we see this throughout scripture. Um, and the important thing that I want to raise here is where Jesus, he invites us in this. Um, he invites us to partner with him because Jesus sent out his disciples too, to go out, to preach and share the gospel. 
not so that we necessarily always have to experience God encounters ourselves so that God can use us as a vessel so that other people can encounter God through us. And it's not us that does the work. It's the help of the Holy Spirit that leads us um, in listening, as I'm reminded back of Joshua, listening to God's instruction, being obedient and allowing that to lead us into action. The other one is to position yourself. We very much know the story of the woman uh, that touched Jesus' garment um, and she was healed completely. She, Jesus was walking through, through the town and she heard about Jesus coming along, but she had to position herself physically to be close with Jesus, to have an encounter with him to be healed. So I want to encourage you to position yourself in a way that you surround yourself with God-fearing people and number two, position yourself so that you too can be used by God so other people can encounter God through you. Number three is remain humble and teachable. And um, you do not want to um, come out and be like, you think you know it all or anything like that. There's so much that we need to learn. And the reason why I say this is in Mark chapter 3, verse 1 uh, to 6, could I quickly read through that scripture says, this is the part where Jesus was in the synagogue and he entered the synagogue and a man was there with a withered hand and they watched Jesus to see what he, what he would, to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. So there was like a malicious motive behind it. They want to see whether Jesus will break um, the, the law almost. Um, these people are sort of almost acting in righteousness to try and find a way to, to go against Jesus. And so they might, they might accuse him. And he said to the man with a withered hand, come here. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save a life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger. This is Jesus. He looked around at them with anger and grieved, in, grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored. And the Pharisees went out immediately and held counsel with their Herodians against him, how, they, how to destroy him. And why I'm raising this out is that there's truly times where we can encounter God um, in a moment. Uh, but there's also times where if you are so self-righteous and you think you know it all, you're going to miss the God encounter moments to allow transformation in your heart. So I want to encourage you to remain humble, remain teachable. Number four, slow down. Don't be con consumed by the busyness of this world that we're in. And many times we can get so consumed by the busyness of this world that we get distracted and we miss the God encounter moments. And I'm just reminded of the scripture in Mark chapter 2, verse 27 to 28, where um, Jesus said, um, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not for man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even over Sabbath. And what I want to encourage you, like even God rested. And we need to also slow down to actually be present with God. So slow down to allow God to speak to you, to allow transformation to occur in your heart. If you're caught up in the busyness, you're going to just do it as another task. Oh, this is what I need to do next. This is what I have to go on tomorrow. And you are not attentive um, to allowing the transformation to take root 
within your heart and live out the truth. Number five, be attentive in the spirit and ready to listen. Just like Joshua, he was always attentive to the instruction of God and as God gave the instructions and out of the obedience to God's instruction, um, God uh, yeah, showed up to the, to, to the point of showing the people that he's still in control. He's still a faithful God. And lastly, but not least, is be flexible with your schedule. Um, and why I say that is that if you don't allow and invite God in your schedule, you're going to box him out your day in the working space. And funny enough, the story I mentioned about the woman just touching the garment of Jesus, that was actually, Jesus was actually on his way to attend to someone else. He didn't plan to, to heal that woman. Um, he had no idea that he was going to have an encounter with that woman for that moment. The woman herself had no idea that there was just going to be a moment that she's going to encounter Jesus and, and God and would heal her in that moment. Um, so Jesus actually was on his way to um, Jairus, a man that asked him to come. Uh, my daughter is very sick. And in Mark chapter 5, um, verse 21 to 25, it says, and when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, um, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her so, sh so that she may be well and live. And he went with him, and a crowd followed him and thronged along about him and then into verse 25 it says and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and that story continues so what i'm what i'm trying to say is that don't um just have a fixed schedule you need to be flexible like you need to be flexible to allow um for god encounters to occur so that you can encounter god but also that other people can encounter god through you and i and i'm just so inspired by scripture and every time you read about jesus every encounter that people had um i really trust that it would inspire you too and if the lord has been working on your heart today through this message um and you want to make a commitment in your life i want to encourage you and um, there's a link in the description below we would love to connect with you and you're not sure how to to make that commitment um, but you know that you're led by action. You're known that there's something in your heart that you want to do something about what what you've just encountered now. Uh, maybe you just encountered God in this moment. And I want to encourage you, like, we want to really help you. We want to be there for you. We want to walk this journey with you to ensure that you have a transformation in your heart um, in, in this time. Um, but let us pray. Yeah, thank you, Father God. Just... The privilege to know you, Lord. The privilege to encounter you daily, Lord. Um, the privilege to um, to have your Holy Spirit, which is the same Spirit that in Jesus lives within us, Father, that we can encounter you on a daily basis, Lord. Lord, um, teach us to remain humble and teachable, Father. Um, guide us, Lord. May your Holy Spirit lead us um, in everyday life that we will not be um, consumed by the busyness of this world or be boxed in with our schedules, Lord, um, but that we can truly be the vessels um, in your kingdom 
for other people to encounter you, Lord. Um, and, and may we ex continue to encounter you daily um, through our intimacy with you. We just praise you. We love you, Lord. And um, we give you all the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.